Welcome to the Make My Day podcast, North America's preeminent therapy session for makers struggling with their side hustle. I'm Winston Moy, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, George LaHoff and Luke Capriti. Guys, how are you doing? Doing pretty good, Winston. Doing pretty good. I always love your intros, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Winston should be the intro, man. Just constantly it's... Winston. I mean, I, I love it. I love the way he labels our podcast. But it, things, things have been good on my end. Um, finally... Um, this coming up week, I'm finally ditching the second rotation at my full-time job. So I'll have a whole bunch of time back in my life. I hope taking off two days this week from the job. So I'm hoping to get stuff done in the shop. So I'm pretty excited over here. How you been Luke? Oh man, that sounds awesome. George, uh, <laughs> seems like you'll be getting a lot of free time to yourself Can't wait. at the shop. <laughs> um, lucky. Well, for me, I just got off my spring break, uh, last week. So, right, as a teacher, we get these random week-long vacations, and then we're blessed with the uh, two months of summer, and somehow we still complain we don't have enough time. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I, I'm i feeling re-energized from my spring break um, and excited that, like, the end of the school year and this, you know, crazy uh, year has kind of started to come to an end. Um, I know for me within the shop, I've uh, accomplished or completed uh, a project that I'm really proud of. I haven't posted about it yet, but um, the finished product is better than what I really expected it to be. Oh man! I'm so I'm excited. feeling pretty pumped <laughs> with that. Um, but yeah, I feel pretty good. My teaching certification process is coming to an end. Um, I had a little hiccup with it uh, just before spring break. I realized I did not have enough like recordings and mm. proof that I was going to be a good enough teacher to get the certification. So luckily I was able to get all that done this last week. And, um, yeah, so things are going well. I'm just, again, getting real excited for the nicer weather, being out in the shop more and all that. Congrats, man. That's awesome. So are you officially certified or almost there? Um, not yet. I have to, I'm compiling it all. And that's my main objective this weekend is like, you have to put into a special package, Mm -hmm. just like everything else, you know, it, can't give them the raw data you have to do the processing of it gotcha. but um yeah it's it's no big deal it's just really a matter of putting it all together making it sound good um i had my evaluation with my supervisor and was really happy with you know the suggestions recommendations and things so all in all i feel like i'm doing pretty good um and now i i can start like switching more into capriti creations awesome like getting locked in with that so um yeah i'm, I'm getting excited nice man what about you winston uh not much like work has been just eating me alive still Mm. uh we're starting a new product development cycle um but i don't know things are good i'm kind of feeling pseudo optimistic right now um i don't know about you guys but i i can finally see the 5g airwaves and bill gates can track (laughs) me um i got my first shot of the vaccine so um i know a lot of people are still waiting but I say hang in there because there's definitely a light at the end of the tunnel. I don't know that that kind of changed my mood because like now I can start thinking ahead and and like I don't think a lot of maker events are going to happen this year still mm-hmm. uh, unless they're like after August towards the end end like September October like that part of the year. Um, but like I can start thinking about just like what life in the shop is going to be like in the future having people over going to other people's shops um so yeah i I got that on my mind right now that's awesome man 
I mean, George, we were even texting with um our friend Ed about, you know, hey, what what could we all do in each other's shops? We're all jersey, like I how think, can we get together and get like a jersey maker yeah, thing going on? I think we're all really starting to feel optimistic, which is a breath of fresh air, I think, for everybody. Yeah, and, and, and New Jersey itself, like a whole bunch of us actually were... I'd say looking at, you know, other people have opinions, but um, we, we got our vaccines sooner because we're like, we're bad on the list of like COVID. So, <laughs> so we, we got given a bunch of doses and I, I personally, so I got my first one, um, but like, I was just happy when my mom was able to get both of them. Cause that's been like my concern for a year and a half. She was in Egypt at the start of COVID. So getting her home was like the biggest mess because Egypt, um, Egypt got like, you know, you know how like COVID here got bad after like four months, like it, like the high started hitting like real bad or, or whatever it was, whatever, whenever it started getting lesser here, like towards like October, that's when it started getting terrible in Egypt. So it was like trying to figure out when do I get you home in the middle of this like transition of when it gets bad there and when it's getting easier here. So luckily knock on wood, everything's good. Um, uh, but I, I'm with you went I'm like, I'm ready to, you know, I got my second shot this week. I'm ready to go and like, like start getting back to regular life and seeing people again. And, and oh man, I love work. High five, <laughs> big hugs for yeah, everybody. Not even that. George is a hugger. <laughs> I'm a hugger. With the, no, I was gonna say, go hug up all the strangers. But I can't, you know, I, I missed Workbench Con. A lot. Like that's been the conference. That was the first maker one I've ever been to, and and I missed that. And then um now i'm looking at you're saying this fall winston but maker camp right um that's happening in october um and that's in new york at i forgot what the the site is jimmy dresser always always talks about it and i'm i really want to go but you know i i only want to go if i get buddies to go with me because i'm one of those that needs like a needs a friend a lot of times <laughs> i need a wingman at least so <laughs> well i i know um having these maker events if they're limited in number and then isn't maker camp outside right like aren't there a lot of stipulations that there are still events activities going on that if everybody you know is masked up i i always have that question but i would love to see those types of bigger events happening um as long as it's safe you know um relatively speaking Within schools, even they're allowing kids three feet apart instead of six feet. Oh wow! I feel like that's a step, yeah, that you know, is. I, um, to being like you know more open. They um, did um, actually have so they have spinoffs throughout the year because people really like it. They actually did have an event um, back in March, I think. Yeah, I think it was in March where it was like a welding one, and I was actually going to go, but it was one of those things where, you know, one I you know the positive you know the covid fears and stuff but two i I actually didn't know anybody so it's it's like mm-hmm. both of those make it like surprisingly for me because i'm pretty good at socializing normally but to me like the combination that was like this is gonna be like like way out of my comfort zone and then maybe i'll just like wait I, so october hopefully I'll, I'll get to go i i kind of yes. kind of wish i went but um it, it is like a far drive and a lot of new people and, and i'm hoping i'll get to go in october we'll see we'll see how it goes mm-hmm. <laughs> I just put it in my calendar for you, George. Yes. Oh, Winston, if you make it back, you're getting a big hug. <laughs> That'd be sweet. So, and then Luke, if you ever want to come back, so it's I think it's like it's like a six hour drive or something from here. You said it's in New York, right? Yeah. Like, is it the yeah. Adirondack like, area? 
I'm assuming. Catskills. Catskills. I think yeah. up by Albany-ish. Yeah. Somewhere okay. close to there. Yeah. Right. But it's it looks it looks like so much fun. Yeah, I've only heard about it. I think you guys had brought it up in a, a previous episode before. I did, you know, the quick Google search and that was about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but from how you talk about it, it seems like it's got to be a lot of fun. So you, you know what the cool thing is? They actually um, they do Instagram live for a bunch of the stuff that goes on there. So the first time when I wasn't going, I actually just watched their live events and I was like, wow, this is like this is just like somebody that's really good at something and you like just teaching people how to do it. And everybody just brought their own tools and started making stuff as like a community. It was like it was it looked like a lot of fun. So I'm, I'm pretty interested in it. Winston, I had a quick question for you because because you brought up that you're, you know, head heavy into to um, Shapoka with carbide right now, right? Um, so, how do you feel about that? Like, do you miss having more time for your personal projects with CNC in the in the shop? Because because I always find yours a little bit more interesting because you you get to do what you love at the job with the CNC that you would do at home normally. And now you're you doing the manufacturing part and engineering. That's pretty cool. So do do you miss the other part a lot more that you know you haven't posted a video in a while and all that kind of stuff? Or yeah, um, I I definitely miss it, and it it bothers me that I still haven't put out a video. But I'm hoping two or three weeks from now we'll have a new video, and then that should get me back in the swing of things. Um, I really enjoy what I do at work. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, I'm like, I'm sort of just in the early design phase, so like everything's a blank canvas, and I can design it how I want, even though I'm drawing. Like we have some best practices and some uh, components from our our parts bin that I want to try and reuse. Um, but it's it's a really satisfying process um, to be able to sink your teeth into something, to have a lot of uh, creative freedom to do things. And that takes away a lot of my creative itch um, so that when I get home, I'm just like, all right, I'm, I'm pretty good. I don't actually need to fire up Fusion 360. Um, sometimes I do, but it's a lot less compared to what it was like a year or two ago. Um, and so though I miss making my own projects, I don't miss it as much as I think probably would have like a year ago because i've got that work satisfaction now um and then i just spend my weekends hanging out with dogs <laughs> um so yeah it's i i wish i were doing more i i hope to get back into that very soon um but in the meantime i mean life is good um i i will say that what i do miss the most is being able to make a project that isn't a product like mm-hmm. that serves no function other than looking cool like a giant fat aluminum skateboard yeah. um <laughs> like just things that it's not going to be a product it's just like i want to make it because i think it's cool or it's interesting um so i miss just being able to go off on tangents because right now everything i do needs to be sort of work focused mm-hmm. um i just i want to have some fun yeah man so i guess yeah so so you got these pups, and I love seeing your pups now, right? I guess your girlfriend's uh, two Siberian huskies. They're hers. Um, yeah. Okay, so, and, and they're awesome. I, you know, I'm, I'm a big dog lover. So now we should have a challenge within our podcast here for making a puppy project. That would be 
a lot of fun and we would all have such different takes on something and i've been thinking about this because i'm like i'm i'm like way too much of a dog dad like i i like if i see like a really cool bed or like giant toy for ruby i want to get it for her because i just i'm a huge dog pup but but i'd love to i think that'd be cool i think we could come up with a really cool little challenge between the three of us i was gonna say what would the challenge entail would we have constraints that it can only be you know of certain materials certain size would it be like how winston talks about his puppy related right open end somehow puppy related yeah it just has to be like a cool project for like a puppy mm-hmm. okay oh man i know i've been wanting to make a couple of things so this would be the perfect all right gotta do it now <laughs> um but yeah i know something i've actually i didn't know who to talk to but since you're bringing this up george um it kind of goes along with it have you guys ever made a toy that is safe for a dog I've been looking into this, man, because because uh, this isn't for actually. I have been wanting like to figure out can I three D print her like a really cool bone, like different shape, because I see like how like this is so weird, like how she like likes to like chew things and like oh this would be cool if she could like hold this down better in a certain way. And then I also really wanted to make molds for different iced bones because she loves ice. They're old treats for her. And I thought, oh, this would be really cool to make her like a giant ice bone that she chews on over a towel or something because it's just going to melt over time and obviously they kind of stink. Um, but I haven't gotten to the point of like, because yeah, dogs eat like every, like, you know, they're going to swallow it. So I don't know. I don't, I, that, that's why I've been looking at the ice stuff because at least she can swallow that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, because like there's always those nyla bones so i'm like oh okay you know mm-hmm. if i just use like some high grade nylon i'm like well i don't have a cnc so maybe that's something that like winston's about to you know go all <laughs> out and make the coolest uh chew toy hold on um, let me write down these ideas <laughs> <laughs> and then uh i've even tried to subscribe to um things like super chewer bark box and just like check out the materials that they use mm-hmm. but i mean sorry to any of these companies you tried but i i mean they have a disclaimer right when you open it up this is not chew proof and it's like (laughs) but that's your whole your whole mission here is to provide my dog a toy that they won't destroy uh but yeah like you said george it's just um they they are strong they're relentless Mm -hmm. right like they will find a way they get so focused fixated whatever on it and they work through it um, so I love the determination of the dog, but it's also like, oh my God, that was just, you know, a $15 toy. You played for it for 15 minutes. So, now that sucks. So, so he, <laughs> Next toy. Here's a pro pup dad tip because Ruby, um, destroys everything. Like my, my mom had a Siberian Husky and they, we got them both the same toy and he was like ridiculous at like attacking. She destroyed the toy within uh, 10 minutes and he, his is still good. Um, marshall's has ridiculously great dog toys at like crazy prices and those seem to last the longest it's like really? michelle like goes every now and then she's like oh this was a cool toy and that they just seem to last i don't understand it she goes and they're her favorite ones so so check out marshall's that's that's a that, that kind of works out a little well that's the pro t- that's the tip that right oh i actually had a tip, a tip this week too i was thinking about it oh i'm gonna think while we're talking here because i had a good one for us 
Um, but yeah, we, that could be the tip for now, I guess. Yeah, tip number one, Marshalls for good dog toys. Got it. <laughs> that helps you out in the shop a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so Winston, yeah. you brought up going home to work on Fusion. And that kind of leads right into something I wanted to ask you guys because I've been putting a lot of thought into this. So, um, you know, what software do you guys use to get your making done? And is it free or paid? And what makes you decide to go for the paid version of it? Because I get really frustrated when I get the paid version of something and then I get frustrated with that software type of thing because then I get like, it just like bothers me. We were kind of talking about this a little bit before we got started. Um, so, so what do you guys think about when you're going into figuring out that type of software, what you want to use? Should I pay for it? Should I do that subscription thing? Um, what do you do? I'm so curious because Fusion's three, right, Winston? But there's also like free with an asterisk. Yeah, right now they like you got You can pay for like the fancy features, and that so that's a good point. Bring that up, and then um, what's that software that a lot of CNCers use? V Vectric V Carve Aspire. I've been seeing a lot of people talking about V Carve, and I looked into V Carve because I want to step up my CNC, um, maybe with an Avid one day. And that just seems to be something that I don't know, to be honest. I'm just looking into it. So so what are your thoughts here? I'm so curious. Let me ask you first, what do you use for your CNC stuff? What's your workflow like? Okay. So I use Fusion for creating models that are that I need to create some type of um special design for or if there's like different heights or anything complex if it's a straight up sign cut i actually use um the inventables one what's that called um easel, easel. just because the, their software is easy and then i got extremely frustrated because i did not know this until i tried um i just made these american flags and i wanted to just carve out a quick anchor a navy anchor so I put up the, the SVG into easel and I was like, all right, let's do this like V carve with a V bit and V carve on easel. You have to pay for like everything else you can cut. But the second you use one of those 60 degree bits for a V carve and I was like, no, like that's ridiculous. So I went to fusion and I just modeled it within like five minutes. And again, it's just a five minute difference in my mind, right? It wasn't hard, but that frustrated the heck out of me. Cause I was like, it's just like, it's just like a different bit I chose. And then you said I have to pay money now. <laughs> so, so I, but I still use, I use their software cause it's easier for just, okay, this is a sign. I put the SVG, it cuts it out, boom, done. Instead of fusion, you do the normal setup. It takes an extra five, 10 minutes, whatever it is. Um, so, so that's my flow for CNC currently. So, um, this will come across as a shameless plug, <laughs> but the V-carving algorithm is a little different. It's not just like follow this line. Yeah. Um, it needs to find corners and then sort of just take the tip of that, like a the tool, like a paintbrush, and just draw it up those vertices. Mm -hmm. um, so it is different than regular just follow the line kind of cuts. Um, that being said, it is not that difficult, and Carbide Create does have that for free. Oh. Okay, well, I actually, and that, this seems like a selfish plug right now, but I had no idea. And honestly, I never open Carbide Create. I never, just, I just never thought about it. So maybe I should look at that. I, there are like pros and cons to each, like sort of in the free tier, there's trade-offs everywhere. 
Um, Carbide Create does some things well. It's like it's also an offline solution, so you don't need to fire up a browser. Um, there are little things that Easel will do that Carbide Create doesn't do, and vice versa. Um, but VCarve is one of them. We make that for free. So, quick question: Is VCarve on either of those the same as the engraving feature on Fusion? Yes. Okay. So that's what I ended up doing because again, it, it is really easy to do on Fusion. It just takes the extra five minutes to set up the stock piece and blah, 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 this and that, you know? There is actually one thing in Carbide Create I like better than Infusion, because right now the engraving feature, it will go down to sort of a max depth. Um, like your your V-bit will plunge as deep as it yeah. can. Like, And the wider the line is, the, the deeper the tool goes to fit in between those lines. Um, in Carbide Create, you can make it a flat bottom pocket really easily. So you can V-carve down to like an eighth of an inch. So if you're going to do like an epoxy fill or something, uh, or like if you've got a 90 degree V-bit, the deeper it goes, the more stress is on your CNC. Yeah. So you can actually tell it not to cut very deep and it'll switch to a flat end mill to make a flat bottom pocket everywhere else in wider sections of that V-carve. Okay. So, so is your answer then free software as far long as you possibly can type of thing because there's always somebody will always do it for free somewhere type of thing or um i'm saying free software where they do it well um i normally don't use carbide create but there was actually a project recently where i pulled out carbide create because that implementation of that specific feature is the easiest one across the softwares that i do use um i'm happy you said and... i'm gonna try that now I believe um, like Vectrix offerings, VCarve and Aspire will do that, but then you're stepping up to something that does have a substantial cost. Mm. Um, so, I mean, I personally use like 95% Fusion, 5% Carbide Create. Um, VCarve is, in my opinion, somewhere in between there. Um, it will do the 2D layout stuff, like your signs, your artistic stuff way better than the the free solutions out there right now but it's not a 3d modeling environment so if you're gonna do complex things if you're gonna like model up thor's hammer and then like split the faces so you can machine it flat um that's not what v carve is for yeah i thought that um and, and that's i love fusion to death um you know i would even consider upgrading if i ever need the upgraded features because fusion just from day one has been a good one um but then okay so so you know a lot of our designs are driven from like svg so i personally pay for the adobe creative cloud monthly thing which is you know substantial like over the it's been like five years now so it's a lot of money over those five years versus just paying for like the one-time software for things um but i do like that every year i get like the upgraded versions and um, I just I, I actually love Illustrator, um, and then I get Premiere Pro, which I use for video editing, and then Photoshop. You know, you get the whole suite, which is fine, and I end up using them all. Um, what do you guys use? Because there's like in, like Inkscape, right? That's the free version for um, SVG. If if you know um, that I was really good friends with Ed when I was at Navair, then you probably can guess what type of person I am when it comes to money. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so. so um, once he told me about Inkscape and that it was free, I was like, I'm downloading that tonight <laughs> and I will start using it. And so for me, um, I've been able to use Inkscape 
to do anything that I've done on the Glowforge, and I've been really happy with everything that I've engraved on there. And the way it always starts for me um, is Google Slides, um, like the G Suite software, that has so many different fonts that are free and such a variety from, you know, whether it's like a block type, um, if it's cursive, mm -hmm. any of those types of things, you can get such a variety on there. And um, then I can bring that into Inkscape, a screenshot of it. I can then trace that screenshot because it's a white background and just black text. So it picks up on it real easily. It can grab the edges. And essentially I've brought that font into it and I don't need to have like some special font mm -hmm. package, uh, whether it be an illustrator or through my computer. Because the stuff that's on my computer, I saw on you guys, it's over a decade old now. Um, I don't have like the nicest fonts on there, but Google does. So using that trace feature in Inkscape, I've been able to make really any sign with a variety of fonts. And I think really they come out great. Like the, I, I don't see a need for Illustrator because I don't know what I'm drawing in there. Um, again, I also use Google Sketchbook for when I have done things like that I want to draw gotcha. um, and that I want like more of my actual artistic um, uh, what's it flair on there. And I can use, I have um, a bigger trackpad and a pen that goes along oh, nice. with it. And I got that for Christmas. So again, me being cheap, I'm like, <laughs> hmm, what, what could I have somebody buy me and I could then use. And so I found one on Amazon and that's how I'm able to then draw digitally and bring that into um, Inkscape and then bring it into Glowforge's software. Hmm. Um, but even when I had Glowforge's premium software, yeah, it was nice. It seemed to be a little bit faster to put things you know, onto wood, but I'm not gonna pay for it. I don't see why I would wanna draw within Glowforge's software. It, it did not have any benefits oh, and or anything. Their drawing capability sucked on like their software. Exactly. Like, yeah. I, I'm still locked into the premium thing, and I'm, the only reason I've been keeping it monthly right now was because of every month that the free design I've actually liked, and that was what it would cost for that monthly subscription. So I'm like, all right, I'm making it back right now. Mm -hmm. Um, so does Inkscape have? the trace feature where like you can put in a picture and it can trace it into an SVG. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's a uh, trace bitmap and then you have different options. I don't know how detailed illustrators works. I could show you after this, if you want, like how quickly I do it, but um, I don't do something where it's like, if I took a screenshot of you guys right now and then wanted to trace it, like I haven't done that. Mm -hmm. um, I did do something with, I'm pretty sure it was like a lighthouse and clouds in the background. And I was able to do that just all through the Glowforge software. So I do push heavily towards the free stuff just because I'm not producing a lot of the same product. Mm -hmm. So the workflows that I um, would benefit from with those like better software packages, it doesn't really help me out right now. It would help me one time and that's about it. Um, so that's why I force myself essentially to go through the free way. Um, I know whenever it is that I do start producing more content, um, I would want to be somebody who's pushing um, somebody who says like, well, I don't have money for a tool or I don't um, want to have subscription fees. Like I would want to challenge that person because that's who I am, mm -hmm. right? I am the person who's like, I want to find the free way or I don't need the nicest software. So that's, that's kind of why I think I continue to go down that path. 
Um, that's why I had the Harbor Freight table saw. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, really, I should upgrade for my safety as well as my output. Um, but, but yeah, so I guess to answer your question, I would go for free unless I, I need the benefit. Mm-hmm. And, and to find that need would be kind of um, difficult right now with the lack of product that I produce. Mm-hmm. Got you. That's fair. Yeah. Um, I used to use Inkscape for a lot of my SVG manipulation, like before I drop into the CNC software. Um, but just using it over time, uh, it's gotten a little better, but it still looks like your standard open source software project, which is to say like the buttons and the, the UI are just kind of kind of plain, kind of Spartan, kind of I don't want to say ugly, but it just, it doesn't look pleasing. It's and, not up to standard of software yeah. today. Yeah. And um, Affinity, um, I think the the, com- the parent company is like Serif Design or something, um, but the Affinity product line, Affinity Photo is a really good Photoshop replacement, and Affinity Designer is an excellent Illustrator alternative. Yeah. All right. um, they They might not have like all of the like artificial intelligence, like healing brush or like the the trace bitmap features, um, but it's a fifty dollar flat fee. You can usually find it for like thirty five on sale. Um, it does like eighty percent of what the Adobe equivalents do. It looks like a really well polished product. Um, support is really good. Um, they keep putting out new updates there's a good community around it you go on youtube you look up a tutorial for how to like go from illustrator to designer and it's all there Hmm. um and that's what i've really enjoyed about their product so far and they look good it's just it takes a the layout is just a little bit different like if you're like a real like if you're an adobe power user it'll take you a a couple days to like break the habits Mm -hmm. um but it looks nice. All the features you want are there. Just one time. Um, I like that. Yeah. For 50 uh-huh. bucks flat rate, it's great. Here's an update. It's 50% off. <laughs> it's $25. So uh, this isn't shameless in any way because there is zero kickback here. But yes, I just went on there. It says now for $24.99, 50% off. So, George, if you're interested in it, I mean, that's pretty low. You could find a $20 bill on the ground. So Yeah, so <laughs> I don't know when the last time I found a $20 bill. No, nobody cares about cash anymore. <laughs> keep dropping it. I used to find that's cash true. all the time when I was younger. I missed that. <laughs> so um, so I guess I guess some like backstory, like where my thought process is on this. So I started with Adobe all the way back in, like when I first started making it because I was like, all right has like everything I want in one package and as a student. So it was like, really like, it was like 20 bucks or actually I think it was 15 a month when I started. And I was like, all right, this is a great price for like all of these like high end software. So like, I was like, yeah, I'll do this. Um, and now I'm obviously not a student anymore. So I've lost that. And I think it's like 35 and they keep increasing it. Um, and like I mentioned to you guys, I hate when software is running slow and the Mac works a lot better with Final Cut Pro, I guess, is the video software editing. Um, and I use Premiere Pro because I had the whole suite. And now I'm thinking, well, if if it'll speed up like all of my processes, I'm all about speeding up the automation in the shop. I've been like kind of like thinking through this a lot. I'm like, well, you know, a lot of people do do um, 
you know, they want to do hand tools because they want to try to do it like cheaper and better. I realized what I actually like to do and, and I got to start focusing my channel more around, I think, is um, automation, increasing efficiencies, um, honestly making sales. Like I actually like that all drives me like crazy. Um, and I also realized this is funny, like I'll spend money all the time for the business because this is like my side hobby. This is what I enjoy. Um, and then I don't like to spend money on like anything else. Like I was just mowing the lawn earlier today and I have a hand-me-down push mower from my buddy that's for free. And it, I was dying because this thing, like it took me like a million times to rev it up. It kept cutting out, but like, I like it's, it, it's cool with me. That works. I'm like good with that. As long as I can put the money, um, towards the business. Cause this is what I actually enjoy. Like I even like started selling off like my, um, HTC, HTC vibe that I had from like three years ago. Cause I was like, you know what? Like I actually want to take the money and buy new toys for the shop because that's what I'm enjoying. Um, so that's where like I'm rethinking now, like the software end of it all. You know, I'm paying all this monthly for this software that's just okay, and I really never considered the alternate. So, so I'll take a look at this affinity stuff. Um, so, George, I have a couple of questions. Sorry to cut you off it. there. Um, so one with the lawn service or with uh, doing the lawn, have you ever considered getting a lawn service? And I know it sounds like, you know, you don't want to spend money on other mm -hmm. things, but with the number of products that you sell um, and the time that it takes you, if it takes you two hours, if you're being generous mm -hmm. or whatever to, you know, get your boots on, whatever you do as your whole entire process to get you out of the flow of whatever you were doing in the shop, could you make up whatever that cost is? Um, how much do you need your lawn mm -hmm. to look like it's on HGTV versus, <laughs> oh, it's just a healthy enough lawn so you're not dealing with like crabgrass and stuff like that. Like, um, like those are always things that I know and you're such a business person, like you you think that way. Um, I know that's something that like I think about a lot. I don't have a lawn service, but um, Adrian and I, we're trying to grow um, grass in our backyard and I've been like, so frustrated with it because like i'm not a takes farmer a i yeah it takes a while this might not work we have one of the shadiest backyards i've ever seen so we're going with this super we're using sunday it's a um like a new lawn service like uh one of those like subscription-y kind of things mm -hmm. you might see on instagram um and you give them a soil sample they look at gps images it's a really cool idea but it's not my cup of mm -hmm. tea like i i like to diy and all that but this isn't really one of them. I have so many other things that I want to build for the house, like a deck or, you know, bigger stuff like the camper. And it's like, that's what I want mm -hmm. to work on, not the lawn. So why, why am I spending the $400 for seed, for the nutrients, for the topsoil, all that stuff, when I could probably spend $400 for somebody to essentially do the job and I could hold them more accountable to be like, look, you're a pro at this it should look greener than what it does. Mm -hmm. um, so I know you're thinking about software stuff, but that then gives you time now to whether it use cheaper software or to learn this higher end software that then could increase your automation in the shop. So, so you're completely right, because I thought of that as well, and I could, mm -hmm. um, but I personally love lawn work it is my time. I, I realize this. It is actually one of the times I get where I am completely 
like kind of secluded and I'm thinking about business stuff constantly. It is like so relaxing to me. So like as I'm mowing the entire lawn, no matter how much of a struggle it is with this piece of crap, like I'm literally thinking about the business and um, like making plans and I'll take out my phone and like run on one note, like things as I'm going of, okay, can't forget this, can't forget this. Um, so that that's just one of like I love it like that cleaning the shop those are the two times and then and then you know I'll always try to make sure I have time to also like sit um, you know we got a nice fire pit last year and I'll like sit around the fire pit by myself and just like think because um, I'm moving around too much some, a lot of times so I like the lawn work because then I could actually focus on okay just think for a little while without you know moving your hands towards the process but 100 percent, i could definitely save a lot of time instead of wasting an hour and a half on a saturday morning and get straight to the shop you know that, that definitely could have um um you know helped out in that type of way so so yeah and, and then my follow-up question to all of that was you are talking a lot about your software like to speed up your process and everything what is slowing you down is it purely like the programs aren't loading fast enough do you not know the software enough um are you trying to do something that you think the software is capable of doing mm -hmm. but actually you need a different program because it sounded like you know winston was saying uh for the engraving on fusion versus carbide create um that's something i always run into is that sometimes i think i'm using a hammer when actually i needed a screwdriver mm -hmm. or vice versa and when it comes to software, that's where I will brunt force, like, okay, Inkscape, I'm gonna figure it out with that, Google Slides and Fusion. Fusion's amazing, Google Slides and Inkscape kind of fill in the gaps for me. Um, so I have I have my soft, all my softwares do the job. So for it, like Illustrator, I have all of my templates set up. So when I get an order, I can go in there and I'm like, it's like five seconds and I'm ready to start cutting. And I love that about it. Um, video editing on Premiere Pro sucks on a Mac. Um, for the video to load, it's it takes mit like 10 minutes. It's choppy. You don't get to see the right flow. And I've seen people do reviews on YouTube versus uh, Final Cut Pro. And it's just, it's meant to work with the processor. I don't know, like, whatever the heck that means. But they show you, like, it is. It's nice flow. And it will output the video. Like, it can take a half hour to an hour sometimes for Premiere Pro to export a video um based off like how long it is and like how many stuff you put into it and the quality and all that and final cut pro will like like spit it out like real quick so that that's the that's the one thing i was thinking with that illustrator i love um but if i wanted to switch to i guess it's all video driven to be honest if i wanted to switch to final cut pro i'd want to just get rid of all of adobe and just do like one-time software purchases and stop paying for the whole thing altogether i guess um, so I was, I've been struggling between thinking what the right way is that I'm going to, I'm going to take a look at this affinity stuff. You know, I want to, I want to see how that kind of works out. I am really curious about Winston's cold question, to be honest. I've been like sitting here like um, thinking. It, we, we've kind of skirted on that. Um, but first I would say just buy affinity photo. Um, and I challenge you to next time you make a video, make your thumbnail on it. Like just use oh, that as practice, idea. get a feel for it. And if you like it, then just jump in, get designer. And even if you only use them occasionally, it sounds like that's less than two months worth of Adobe yeah. subscription it anyway. Is. It's less than one month, um, I think, if it's both on half, yeah. whatever yeah. sales. That's, that's kind of what I just started thinking, Winston, is that it seems like just cancel Adobe for two months, work mm -hmm. with Affinity mm -hmm. Pro, even if there's some kinks in there, 
if you realize, hey, this two months, I was way slower, I'm going back to Adobe. Now you have your answer. You don't have to mull it over in your head. Um, You know, that could be something. And it really could be a fear-based thing where you're like, but I'm so good with Adobe. I'm used to it. 100% is. I'm very used to it. Like, I know the interface is, like, really well at this point. I mean, that's a big part of it. But if it does speed you up, then it's done exactly what you wanted to do, right? Like, it really could be that reward you've been looking for. Um, So, I don't know. Yeah. Um, And then, honestly, the $300 for Final Cut Pro is, it's steep as far as, like, like tools go, um, especially on the software side. Um, But... I've been using that for like four or five years now, and it's it's been good. Um, at, at the start, like the first time they rolled it out, there were a lot of features missing, but now it does basically anything you need it to do, unless you're like a Hollywood producer. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I mean, there have actually been like some indie filmmakers who like make their movie on Final Cut Pro. Um, the I. In my mind, even though I haven't spent a lot of time with the Creative Suite, um, what Adobe does well is integration between their different products. So, like, if you're doing visual effects, if you want to put, like, an explosion, like, in your woodworking video for whatever reason, it's really easy to go from Premiere to After Effects and then back into Premiere. And that's going to be the Um, part that's hard because I actually do download, like, I, I don't make that stuff myself, but I do download that from, like, other people who make it. Like other people put out, oh, this is like a really cool like way to show a title. But I'm sure there's ways to do it with Final Cut Pro too. Yeah, um, the the community isn't nearly as robust on the Final Cut Pro side, but you can still find like, hey, like 50 effects, like like packs that you can buy and download and stuff like that. Um, not as common. The market for that isn't as big. But if you're doing like really simple stuff, which I think. It we is. we yeah. all are doing we're doing like simple cuts either a fade or a, a hard cut or like a blur um need to adjust colors make it a little brighter darker like basic adjustments final cut pro covers mm-hmm. all of that um and it performance wise like i'm on a 2016 macbook before i got this i was on like i got my 2016 mac in 2017 and prior to that i was editing on a mac from 2011 so I'm using like five-year-old hardware, like on average, and it's it's still editing it just fine. I'm not editing 4K stuff. That stuff does bog mm-hmm. this down. But for 1080p, like I'm really happy with nice. it. Yeah, I gotta take a look at. All right, I'm gonna go do some research. We'll see. We'll see what. Mm-hmm. See what I end also, up with like here. If, um, if you're so for the the fourth chair, um. The, when we refer to Ed, he's kind of like the thirty-year-old really uh, <laughs> personification <laughs> of a coupon-clipping grandma. Um, he literally but... brought me in coupons before, like <laughs> handed me a physical coupon, and I'm pretty sure I used it. But I was like, "Whoa!" The worst I part is he's anybody's... so accurate; like he knows what you need. Like he'll reach out yeah. to you, like God, I do want that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's gotten several shout-outs in our podcast, um, but that that's but a very he's good a, point. He snips out good deals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, anyway, so if you want to, like, save a couple bucks, um, there is a secondhand market for, like, Apple Store credit or, like, gift cards. 
um or sometimes like if you can buy a gift card and you get like cash back mm-hmm. or something um you can save five or ten percent okay. off yeah. um final cut pro just like because their software store will take gift cards oh, so That'd just go to costco like if you can get like an i don't know if itunes works uh for that store their software store but like if you can get a gift card that's like five or ten percent off that translates directly to the software yeah i gotta take a look at that too. I, so it's funny you mentioned that because i just did that with the saw stop finally got one finally ordered mm. it so um it's gonna show up in two months so i have to get the shop ready for two months for it. and i got the big boy i got <laughs> i got a 56 inch one because I was like measuring out of my shop and I was like that difference between that and 36 inch, I'm going to kick myself because I could, I could arrange it so that I'm not using the extra length of the table. Um, but it's going to be on wheels. So if I need it, I could just roll it a little bit to the left and it's going to be like the same thing. So I'm excited. I got that. Um, I'm just all excited, I guess. But so, so I ended up getting Chase as a credit card right now. Again, not a plug, but just for anybody who actually wants to upgrade their shop because Put your referral link in yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, that's what I have, but I have no idea where that would be. But um, so the... Um, Is it the Freedom? The Chai- Sapphire, uh, Sapphire? Sapphire Reserve? Yeah, Sapphire Preferred card. Right now, yeah. you get, if you spend $4,000 in like four to six months, whatever it is, I can't remember, you get $800 back. So I just bought... A thirty-five hundred dollars sauce stop because it's that much money because the tax and then the shipping and then I got all the dado sets and everything so it was like thirty-five hundred dollars at the end of it. But you know, I was having like extreme fear because every single story I was seeing on YouTube from like people I love that are like experts, they, they kept getting hurt within like the same two weeks, and I was like, this is like a sign. I'm I'm not messing. Like I play piano. I would I would, I would literally. I would hate, I'd be so upset. Obviously, anybody would be upset if they cut their finger off, but like it would like impact like a lot as it would for everybody. I understand. So, so, anyways, um, wanted to make the the buy for it, anyways. $800 off made it a lot easier to buy that thing, and, and it's going to be worth it in the end of the day, I think. And I'm going to sell my, my current table saw and everything like that. Um, so, so that'll be coming two months. Can't wait for what the shop That's looks awesome. like. I'm rearranging the whole thing. It's going to be, it's going to be pretty sweet. Can't wait to see what it looks like. <laughs> That's super exciting. I'm excited. <laughs> then we'll have you guys all over. Now you, you just you can't get hurt in these next two months. Oh, thanks, Winston. <laughs> <laughs> the pressure's on. Just now. gonna throw my table saw out <laughs> in the street. Can't touch it. <laughs> or just be like me. Don't use a table saw, right? As I was telling you, you were, yeah. And, uh, you yeah. know, it's if you can avoid it. It's yeah. so funny to me. I would never. Like, if you look at the history of it, it is the most dangerous tool in the shop, they say, uh, based off, like, accidents, even though a lot of people are now, like, worried about handheld routers and stuff, because they're also extremely dangerous. You know, everything is. Um, I always tell people, you got to be afraid of your tools, right? Like, don't ever be comfortable. The second you get comfortable, you start looking away from things you're working with and you can get hurt. Um, I am always afraid and I stay afraid so that I'm aware, I guess. I think that that's my trick of staying knock on wood with all i'm my right fingers. there with you george every time i turn on my router i'm like oh my god is it <laughs> is it gonna catch on something is it is my finger near it um table saw once i start feeling it bogged down which is essentially anytime i put a piece of wood through there <laughs> i'm like oh my god is this gonna kick back i'm standing on the side of it i mean yeah like it is that is probably the best practice mm-hmm. to go into your shop 
a little bit afraid, or at least a little bit afraid. Um, and so that you are like ready to look at everything and say like, okay, I'm doing this correctly. And all that. Yeah. That could be our pro, our real. I think that's a real pro tip. Yeah. Be afraid like, of the tool. Be afraid. Yeah. <laughs> Very afraid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, Winston, let's hear that cold question, man. Let's so, do it. <laughs> um, it. It's nothing profound, but it, it kind of touches on what we were talking about before, the optimism about the future with regard to COVID. What is something that you guys have learned or changed your way of doing over the past year that you want to keep moving forward? Like due to COVID? And so like what's something you learned or some habit that you changed um, that you want to carry forward um, knowing that our schedules are going to change because if as presumably teaching will go back to being in person, uh, you'll have to go into work some fraction of the time or all the time, depending on how you arrange it. Um, so, I mean, th there's, there's lots of different things that we do now, now that we're, we're a lot more antisocial. Um, but I, I think there's, there are elements of that um, or something that we've learned in quarantine that would be good to carry forward. I'll let you go first, Luke. <laughs> oh, this is a really good question. Um, I feel like we could, we can do our best attempt at answering it, or at least that's what I'm going to try to do. But this could be almost a whole episode. Mm -hmm. I feel like um, I'm trying to think. For me, I was so unorganized before I got before COVID happened. Right before we all had all this extra time. And I realized that if I stay organized, I never, and this is so, I guess like it makes so much sense. Like people probably already know it, but if you maintain some sort of system of organization, you never have to then be um, like, I, I don't know. You never have to waste time. So for me, like it would almost be hard to go into the shop because it was so unorganized. So then I kept building up this whole task of like, well, I have to fix the shop up to be able to do anything. So I guess for me, it's like, it's kind of like our episode, I think our last one, like just stick your hand in the bucket. Like you just <laughs> got to go out there and, and do whatever is stopping you or slowing you down. So for me, it was really organization and like just clean your, your shop up, get everything set and, and just go do it. Um, it's not the best tip. I really do want to think more about this to give a better answer, but that's like my first thing that came to my mind is just kind of like get to the, get to work. Um, and for me, that's organization is the work I need to be putting in. I think um, I can so. totally sympathize with that. And we can also revisit this in the future. Yeah. Um, I know I went through a couple months ago. I just like in my head, I just, I snapped. I look at the <laughs> shop and I'm like, there's so much wrong with it. And I just, I went on a 3d printing spree to make tools to fix my organization problem. Mm -hmm. And that continues even to today. Like we have one table at work where like we want to keep it pristine so that we can like put a nomad on it and take a photo of it and make it look nice because all of our other tables are scratched up. And so I just put down like on the side um, on a piece of tape, like don't scratch <laughs> this table. Um, but it's it's really tempting when you have a table and you have a cluttered shop. Like I just need a horizontal surface to put something down for one second. Um, so I got a sheet of MDF and I just put it on top of it. And I was like, how are we going to keep it on? Are we going to use double-sided tape? No, that might leave residue. Or we're just going to clamp this piece of MDF like as I call it the MDF tablecloth, um, like on top of it. And 
after a, a couple minutes, I was like, you know what? I'll just make some 3D printed brackets that go in the corners to keep it from shifting left and right. Because it's a 2x4 workbench and a 2x4 piece of MDF fits on there almost perfectly. So you put a, a couple little brackets on the side that um, align it with the tabletop underneath it and it's not moving. Hmm. And just like that, like permanent solution. If you want to take a nice picture, pull off the MDF, but there's no mechanical attachment to it other than gravity. And like we have another work surface that we can abuse now. <laughs> so like little things like that, just looking at problems and, and just deciding, um, you know what? I'll fix that today. Like that yeah. Um, yeah. Fix that today. Yep. Okay. So I was able to think of one and I think this is one that a lot of people can relate with, which is good. Um, so at the beginning of COVID, Michelle was able to go in uh, to the office. They like closed down all like the practices and doctor places, right? So she, that's where she took the opportunity to start a new hobby and started crafting with the cricket. And ever since then, now we and we actually did that thing together where we like three D printed COVID masks and like she, like we both designed it and figured it out. And we had like a whole process where we donated like two hundred of them. And that was still one of my favorite products from last year. And I think the thing I don't want to lose is like, like, you know, uh, husband, wife projects. So I think those are like my most fun ones because we're both also engineers. Um, Now she's got like the medical portion to it. Uh, I got the woodworking and now she does, you know, cricketing. So there's so many things we can do as like a team that um, we didn't do before because she like she never had the free time. She was always studying like 24 seven. She's like a really hard like student you know before then um so now all of that free time let us actually kind of work on really fun projects projects together um and i don't want to lose that 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 i want to keep going strong um you know hopefully like the world doesn't take us too far away from our current hobbies anymore and then one other thing that i always i always said this before when um when we weren't teleworking like there would be some days when i was going to work i would literally just walk into the shop and just like stand there for a few seconds because like it just felt like i needed like some peace of mind and i love it being there and now like if i had that i'll go to the shop during lunch and it'll like it's almost like a stress relief immediately just working on something for like a half hour even i'm like i feel better i can go get like the rest of the job they done and and that part i know is gonna have to go when i go back to work every now and then but um, for the days that I can, you know, balance both of them and kind of go into the shop just for a little bit, it's just like my happy place. <laughs> so, so that those are my two. <laughs> yeah. Are you uh, much of a notebook guy? Like, can you just doodle out ideas, or do you need to like sort of immediately put it down on the computer? Because I'm trying to think of a balance. Like, whenever I eat lunch, like it's hard to like have a sandwich in front of your face and then also like work on the computer. And so sometimes on the side, I'll just keep pen and paper and just write things down. I am like a storyboard type of guy. So I have my one note. So whenever products come up, I'll like get pictures of inspiration. I'll put them in there. I'll put rough dimensions. Uh, and then I got to get hands on normally, um, for it to work. Mm. Um, I can't, um, I can't create a full plan before actually doing it first. Like a lot of the, if I ever do an actual plan, it's cause I made it and went through the video and then I wrote down what I was actually able to do by hand, um, which is, you know, not, you know, it, a, a lot of other people can do it the other way around, but I, I prefer it that way. I like to just like kind of get hands on and then the storyboard type of thing for like inspiration and making sure 
like the notes make sense for like okay you can't go past this size with this cut and, and then work from there type of thing um but that, that's kind of how i i do it i guess yeah and i guess you learn a lot too like even if you start with plans like with that uh bookshelf chair you might realize as you go through it <sighs> this is actually the wrong order of things i should never have cut <laughs> it like this like I, I really i'll go back to that one one day because that design that's on invent instructables um is uh that's it's it's a shame it's on there honestly it's it, again me with like ex experience and tools you know struggled and it was a pain in the butt and that's like what they're showing for people who probably have like two hand tools that are going to try and make it for their kid or something and it's not good <laughs> I, I that's still on my list i gotta get a very long list <laughs> i want to i want to get a different um design out there because i it could be so much easier i mean it, it could be so much easier um and still look pretty cool but my sister still loves a chair so <laughs> so did its job it got its job done did its right? job man all right so i think we got to call it for today i think but yeah we're coming up on an man, hour i miss so. you guys it's about though. time we gotta we gotta this is always a great talk it always it's always we fun. should really put it in our calendars and then just be like look everybody we've got something to do around noonish this, this is scheduled like we're, we're we're gonna we gotta do this in two weeks yeah or you know what in a couple months when when traveling everything's a lot easier we'll do a in-person oh, podcast do recording in -person one, oh, one yeah. day maybe for maybe for that a milestone awesome. that'd be that'd be Maybe towards October, if, if Winston comes down here and we go to... Uh... Yeah, maybe sooner. Ooh, Who knows? I'm excited. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> All right, guys. Always good catching up. We'll talk, talk in a few. Yep. Yeah, it's been good. All right, have See a good you guys. weekend, guys.